Hello, and welcome to For Heaven's Sake, a 7th Heaven podcast. I'm your co-host, Lady J. And your other co-host, T. And that was very musical, in a weird it? way. Oh, yeah, I guess. Okay, go and on. And your other... No, I can't. I'm, well, I'm not <laughs> going to try to do an impression of you. Um, <laughs> we're going to be talking about Season 2, Episode 8 today, titled, Do Something. Um, the Amazon Prime synopsis is... Mom's muffins are so delicious, she decides to go. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, that's so good. I purposely didn't read this out loud to you before we recorded because I wanted to get your reaction. Oh, that's perfect. Okay, go on. Mom's muffins are so delicious, she decides to go into business and quickly burns out. Dude, that sounds like a porn like <laughs> synopsis. so bad. It's so stupid and it's not even true. Like, yeah, like it's so many other factors go into her decision to do this. And like, it's so stupid. Everyone was an asshole in this episode, except Matt. Yeah. Well, and, and Eric. Ruthie. Uh, uh, Eric was a bit of an asshole. Yeah. Like he was like, no. Yeah. No, he was. He didn't. Yeah. He had no faith in anybody. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. So, yeah, he was kind of a, a douche on this one. But, like, the best one was Matt and Annie. Yeah. Yeah. To be, Yeah, to be quite fair. Yeah. And, like, Ruthie was just... Well, Ruthie's cute. She's out of the equation. Everybody else is... Yeah, that's true. I mean, Ruthie, like, you can't ex- ever expect Ruthie to be a dick. <laughs> like, you know, she's five. Dude, could you imagine if she was, like, a mean kid? That would be interesting. I'd like to see that. But I don't... I, I They wouldn't raise a mean kid. It's not That's true. You know, like, like she wouldn't just like be mean. Yeah. In her heart. No, no, no. Definitely yeah. not. But, but I would maybe. But maybe she could like meet some bad people as she gets older and like go down a path. That might be interesting. It would be. No, now we're just ruining the character. Yeah. Let's not go there. Um. So in this episode, as the synopsis alludes to, um, Annie's muffins. Annie's muffins are so delicious. Um. I mean, the guy, so we start off at church. It's like after the church service, mm-hmm. um, people are gathering for like refreshments in the rec center or whatever. And Annie has these muffins and like lemonade and stuff. And this guy comes up to her and everybody like knows him. So he's not like a creep or anything, but he's like, can you point me to, in the direction of who made these amazing muffins or whatever? Like knowing full well that they're Annie's homemade. Yeah. Um, and he basically is like, here's my card. And I guess his business is that he has like a cookie store, cookie mm-hmm. shop or whatever. So he's like, here's my card. I'd love to get your muffins in my store. Yeah. Um, you know, like we can talk about the arrangement of how to make that happen or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, and as this has, as this interaction is unfolding, the kids are coming up to this, to the table. So like Ruthie and Simon come up while he's talking to them and the guys whose name is Mr. Friel. Yeah. I can't remember I his know, last I name. Friel. I think it's Friel, like F R I E L. So Mr. Friel's like, Oh, I'm trying to get your mom to like sell her muffins in my store. And then, and, and, um, and he's like, yeah, right, or whatever. And Simon and Ruth are like, what else are you going to do, Mom? Like, you're not doing anything else. These, these fucking <laughs> kids, dude. And then Lucy and Mary come up, and same thing, pretty much. Like, you should totally do that, Mom. Like, you're not working. You don't have a job. Like, you might as well, you know, whatever. And Annie's, like, looking at them like, y'all are crazy. No, like, but, like, she's like, I'm busy doing, uh, like, I'm like I'm a mom. I forget <laughs> what she said, but, um, no, I'm busy. And, she, and then Mary's like, with what? 
<laughs> oh yeah yeah like so cold but because it's so easy to raise you hooligans yeah seriously like at, like like the look on annie's face is like are you kidding me like you little shits <laughs> yeah so anyway so that happens and yeah no i'm gonna say this a lot mary and lucy are little shits they are little shits in this episode yeah and it's like they just never learn their lesson either no like i mean you know we'll talk about what happens later on in the episode but it's like oh my god they're so not self-aware like what is happening um but so in the meantime, what we see that's happening in the courtyard at church is like, you know, Eric's doing the whole shaking the hands and whatever with all his congregation mm-hmm. and stuff. And he comes across this guy named Emery. Um, and he's like, oh, hey, you know, how's Nell? How's Steve? Whatever. And through the course of their conversation, you learn like Nell's his wife. Steve's their kid. Mm-hmm. Steve is like sick. And that. And they've basically, like, put him up in the hospital where he's, like, staying permanently. They've given him six months to live. Okay. Did they did they go into his diagnosis? Or? No. We never really find right? out what he has. Okay. Just making sure I wasn't crazy and I wasn't paying attention. No, like, no, no. I, they never explicitly say what it is that this kid has. I just assumed cancer because of yeah. the way that they're talking about it, you know? Okay. But to look at the kid, he certainly doesn't look like he's been through chemo and stuff. Like... Yeah, I don't know. I, maybe maybe they chose not to go through chemo. I don't know, but the kid doesn't look sickly. Really, no, no, he other doesn't. than he's like kind of pale. But you know, um, did you recognize that kid? I didn't. Who is he? Well, I mean, apparently he was in Little Rascals as well. Oh, but I don't like remember the same one that George was in. Yeah, oh, but shit. I, I don't. I can't place him. Like I can't remember who he was in that. But he was also in. One of the Free Willy movies that I freaking remember. Not the original. No, not the original. Okay. I was like, I think I'd remember him from that. No, but that that original. I'm. I don't know the actor's name. Me neither. But the guy that was in the original Free Willy, mm-hmm. the, the kid, was in this movie with this one. Oh, so like in the sequel, maybe they're both in it. it or I might have been the sequel or whatever. I. Well, how many Free Willies are there? Here's the thing. I think I'm confused. I feel like there might have been two or three. Maybe the third one was like a straight to video. Maybe, maybe I, I have. Look, maybe. I don't really remember. I, but I don't remember anything. I I know I haven't seen any of the sequels. Or maybe movie. I shouldn't remember because then it just clarifies like how big of a dork I am. But whatever. <laughs> we'll not talk about. I it. liked Free Willy the first one. Well, yeah. I, mean, I haven't seen it since I was ten, but like I liked it. <laughs> well, I I mean, yeah, I loved that movie i just remember like that that iconic last scene when he like, throws his arm up in the air too it's like be free really <laughs> and then you hear michael jackson oh shit yes yeah. can we just like pause and just listen to the entire michael jackson history volume one right now <laughs> <laughs> um we won't do that no we won't do that because we lost track of the show again. <laughs> just, my it, fault. It my fault. My fault. Seven minutes this time. My fault. Um, so yeah. So anyway, so Eric's talking to this this Emery guy, and this is my already. I have a problem with this family because their kid is sick. They've only given the kid six months to live, and yeah. they've decided that they're going to continue to work their jobs, go to work, only see him in the mornings and at nights, and keep him in the hospital overnight. Yeah. Like, not because, and then when you, when you meet Steve, 
he's not tied up to tubes and he's not like on his deathbed. He's yeah. just a kid that's dying. Okay. But like, there's no reason why he can't be living at home and mm-hmm. like living his life or like, why are his parents? I mean, maybe they have to work, whatever, obviously insurance, all that shit. I get it. Yeah. But like, I feel like if my kid only had six months to live, I would tell my work, I need a leave of absence for six months. Yeah. I need to be with my fucking kid forever. Right. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? I agree. And they want somebody to go be with him at nights, like overnight when they can't. I'm like, why aren't you there overnight? Like, what are you doing? I just found it all very weird that they didn't take him home because I, well, when I would want my child to be home. But initially when he's, when, when they, when Emery like lays it out, out, um, lays it all out. I'm thinking like, oh shit, this kid's like on his deathbed he needs around the clock right care. that's like, what i need, thought too he should be in the hospital okay i get it but i'm like but if he's in the hospital like why aren't you there why are you looking to hire somebody that can be with him at nights mm-hmm. like that was weird you know mm-hmm. but putting that aside of course matt overhears this and he's like i want that gig money <laughs> money 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 but and of course it's altruistic and hold, shit. On, hold on though yeah how awesome was dad it's 20 bucks a night i was like hey man <laughs> That's a lot of money. No, it was. It was. But it's just funny to hear 20 bucks a night. I can do it. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, dad, I'm totally like qualified for this job. It's 20 bucks a night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Matt and, and Eric, when he hears about this and Matt is like, I can do it. Um, Eric's like, no, this isn't for you. And tells Emery like he'll find somebody for him, whatever. Mm-hmm. Or he'll look and ask some questions and stuff. But Matt, um, skirts Eric and goes straight to them straight to Emery and Nell and gets this job anyway mm-hmm. um and like then tells Eric about it and Eric's like pissed Eric's like I told you this isn't a good idea I told you I don't want this I don't want you taking this job like you went behind my back whatever whatever and Matt's and he's like he's like what's gonna happen when you fail at this job like you failed at everything else you know and or when you feel like you don't want to do this anymore I wish Matt happen? headbutted him Matt should have been like, fuck you, bro. No, like, like flip the table what's and that, walk down. Oh, what's that crazy? Um, that one comedian, Russell Peters, he's like, fuck you, dad. Like he says that all the time in one of his jokes. Yeah. I, I mean, Matt, I don't know. I, I would have been, how were you not pissed at your dad for saying shit well, like that? My favorite part is like, so. I would have been like, listen, you little shit <laughs> to my the, dad. But the, the, the way this all plays out, right? So it's like the nighttime and Matt comes into the study where Eric is mm-hmm. and he's like dad I'm mad at you which is cool right and Eric's like well I'm glad you came to me and told me this instead of doing something stupid and then Matt's just like gives him a look and Eric's like what did you do <laughs> <laughs> it's just like so great and then, I think that's like really I mean it's not it's not played for laughs yeah. but it's like unintentionally really no hilarious. I know I found that really funny too he's like he's like he just looks at his dad and Eric's like what did you do man <laughs> It's like this fucking kid. No, seriously. I, I, I turn my back for one second. And he goes and gets a job. <laughs> Heaven forbid. Um, and so Eric warns Matt. He's like, he's like, I've met Steve. Like, you haven't even met Steve yet. Like, I know Steve. Steve's a tough kid. Like, he's not. First of all, we meet Steve. Steve's just a kid. Like, nothing is wrong with I was kid. expecting, like, like a really sad image of what I'm going to see this kid. Or, like, this really sad. I don't know how to explain it, but this dire scene yeah of like a kid who's like really like hates life because of the shitty card he was dealt or yeah he was dealt you know well they're making it sound like that yeah, they're painting him as if he's like 
kind of like a hard person to be around. But and this kid, when we meet him, he's just he's just like alone. He's yeah. he's lonely and he's sad and he's dying for fuck's sake. Yeah, can we cut this kid a break? You know, yeah. and he's just like sitting in his bed. Mind Looking you, out the window, poor no, thing. No, no. He's, he's like reading his comics or yeah. whatever. And like Matt walks in. He's like, hey, hey, Steve, like, I'm going to like be here with you at nights and stuff. And all Steve does is like looks up, like looks Matt up and down. He's like, do you know the tick? <laughs> That's it. That's yeah. all. Like he just needs like he just wants some love and attention. Yeah. Fuck. Fuck. Six months to live, bro. Like, what are we doing? There's no question here. <laughs> like, it's so weird. Like, I don't understand it. You know, what would be in your bucket list? It's hard to say as a 15 or however year old kid this is. No, but I'm like saying in general, like, oh, like me today, if I had six, six months to live, yeah, I would cash out whatever money I had in any sort of 401 or whatever pensions and all that shit that I paltry as it is, I would, um, and I would just like travel, I guess, as much as I could. Mm-hmm. I, ju- I just want to see as much of the world as possible and hopefully maybe with somebody that I love. Yeah. you'd It would be f- like to do it by yourself is one thing, but to do it with like a group yeah. or like a friend or Make whatever. Make some memories, not just for myself because I'll yeah. be dead soon, but for that person that mm-hmm. I love. Like I, I think that would be fun. I, mm-hmm. I mean, because to see the world anyway is like the dream or my dream, I should say. And the only thing stopping me from doing that is money to begin with, mm-hmm. like, and knowing that I need to make and save money for my future. So if I know I don't have a future, fuck it. Right. Fuck it. I know. Yeah, that's definitely what I would do. And like, and this kid, all he wants to do is like, go outside. That's I, what kills I, me. Yeah. Like, and it's so bizarre. Like, okay, let's like reel it back. Let's go like real macro with this, right? Or meta with it. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm Brenda Hampton. I want to tell a story. <laughs> what the fuck story is this that I'm telling? I like are we talking narrow-mindedness of adults? Are we talking neglect of dying children? Are we talking like like I don't even Or get maybe it. or maybe it's like the parents should really listen to what the kid needs. Because they were just doing everything that was right, and it's they all... were acting out of fear. Yeah, it's they all put, based on fear. They, like they like they kept him in the hospital because they were so worried of like, what if something happens and they can't get him to the hospital yeah. in time or whatever, or they didn't want him to go outside and be in the world because like, what if something happens and you know? So maybe that's the message is like is like when 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 everything's already on the line and you mm-hmm. have nothing to lose, like go for broke. Yeah. But what a weird way to go about telling that story, you know, in a way that paints everybody around this kid in a negative light. Yeah. <laughs> like, so dumb. Like, and that doctor, too. Well, but the doctor was no, cool. No, the doctor was totally on the kid's side. And, like, he, he apparently he's told the parents, dude, your kid's okay to go outside. Yeah. And they just and don't it won't listen. kill him. Yeah. Any faster than he's already dying. Yeah. And because that, because Matt, so... In one of the nights that Matt spends with Steve, Steve basically, like, tells him all this. Like, he just wants to go outside. That's really all he has on his bucket list at this point. Didn't like, he tell him, like, he's like, oh, so he got to you too or something? That's right. So Matt, the next day, is, like, catches the doctor in the hallway. And he's like, hey, so, like, what's the worst case scenario if this kid goes outside? And doctor's like, oh, you're the next Mark. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And we see. I see how this is going. And the doctor basically is like, 
you know, I won't tell the parents. Or no, he doesn't say that, but he's like, he's like, I told the parents the same thing I'm telling you, which is that the kid can go outside if he really wants to, mm-hmm. you know, and like nothing bad will happen if he does. Dude, like, I don't even want to think about that hospital bill. But he said that the insurance is paying for it. They made sure to drop that in. The insurance is covering the hospital stay. What load of bullshit. Right? Like today, what load of fucking bullshit. Hospital stay for six months. Get the fuck out of here. But anyway, so at least they dropped that in so that the suspension of disbelief is kind of helped. Like, what the fuck is that about? Anyway. Insurance is covering it. I want that insurance. Yeah. <laughs> what is this, Canada? <laughs> Thanks, Obamacare. Um, <laughs> that was an ill, like, non-tasteful joke. <laughs> it was bad. I'm sorry. Moving on. I'm sorry. I love this country. Um, <laughs> despite the fact that it doesn't love me, <laughs> I'm just digging my whole deeper. I just deeper. need to shut up, too. I'm just digging my whole deeper now. Okay, seventh heaven. So Seventh heaven. All right. <laughs> and we're back. Um... So anyway, so Matt decides he's going to throw caution to the wind. He has Steve call and tell his parents, like, don't come today. Yeah. And, like, you know, like, I don't feel well or whatever. Like, say something to, Mm -hmm. like, make them not come today. And he's going to take him out to, like, to the baseball field so Mm -hmm. he could, like, run some bases and, like, whatever. Like, have a day off. And I love that he calls it, like, his day Day off. off. Yeah. Like, that terminology gets me every Mm -hmm. time I think about it. Because I'm just like, God, like... Uh, you know, like, yeah. imagine, imagine being Steve yeah, and you're stuck in this room for the rest of your life. Literally. Yeah. You just want a day off. Like, fuck. That's uh, anyway. Okay. So Matt takes him and then cut to parents like, are freaking everybody's out. Everybody's up in arms. No one has heard from them. No one knows where they are. Everyone's freaking out. Eric is like going to the pool hall. What does he say? The pool hall. He goes everywhere that Matt likes yeah. to go. Like, why would Matt take Steve to the pool hall? Like, what's he gonna do at the pool hall? That's that's between you and like Eric. That's your bond with Matt. Right. Okay. Yeah. So Eric's like, I'm gonna kill this kid. Like I knew he shouldn't have taken the job. I knew this was a bad idea. Blah blah blah. And then like light bulb moment, let's go to somewhere where Steve would wanna go. Mm-hmm. And so the parents are like, maybe the baseball field, and that's where they find them. Yeah. And um, and then it's really sweet because, like, Steve, like, like, you know, his parents come up to him, and they're like, we were so worried about you. Like, oh, my God, are you okay? Whatever. And Steve's like, yeah, man, fine. I just want to come home. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I feel fine. I mean, I know I'm dying, but, like, I feel okay. Like, I I had a great day. Like, I just want to come home and be with you guys, you know, mm-hmm. like whatever. And the parents are like, we're just so worried. And he's, and he's like, yeah, but like the worst thing okay. that's going to happen is it's already, already happening. Yeah, yeah. It's already happening. Ugh. Yeah. So, so they, they do their thing and then like they agree like, okay, you're going to come home. We're doing this. Yeah. Whatever. And then, um, Matt and Eric have this exchange. With so aren't you going to say something? If I could decide what to say, I would. His doctor said that. I know. I know what he said. I talked to him. <laughs> I love you too, man. A risk is still a risk, though. This one was a big one. 
One I'm sorry I didn't have the courage to take myself. You know, if something had happened to Steve while he was with you, what would you have done? I'm not sure, other than I would have gotten him back to the hospital. If it was too late for that, I... I guess I just would have held him, been with him. If something had happened, Dad, at least the kid would have had a day off. I mean, he's dying, and there's nothing anybody can do about it but try to let him live a little. for 15 minutes that stupid score but i just i'm gonna cry now thinking about this because Mm -hmm. like because matt basically is saying what everybody else is thinking like fucking duh (laughs) yeah you know like (laughs) fucking duh (laughs) and it's so awesome i also there's like a scene um before all this in the hospital i think it's like matt's first night with steve where steve asks matt like what oh. do you think dying is like or yeah. like what do you think happens when you die or mm-hmm. whatever and that made like that floored me when Matt's like I don't know but I feel like you know how when you're sick and you're like parents like or, you go you know, into like, you go into your parents bed yeah like where you know like you fall asleep in your parents bed and then you wake up and for a split second it's like you don't know where you are but then then in the next second you know where you are and you feel okay and safe yeah I feel like it's like that Mm-hmm. And I lost it, dude. Mm. I lost it. I was like, holy shit. If that's what dying is like, sign me up. <laughs> like, cool. <laughs> cool. Okay. I mean, obviously, like, who knows, right? And whatever. But I just, I liked that. I liked that moment, that the fact that it happened, you know, that Matt was able to... Actually give him an answer. Not. It doesn't matter right or wrong, but yeah. like he can... It was a comfort, right? Yeah, like he found a way him. to do that. That that was sweet. I thought it was great. And I and this is the Matt that I like. I like when Matt is at the top of his game. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? When he's not being like a stupid teenager, when he has presence of mind, when he's wise, you know, yeah. and like does good things. Like that's the Matt that I'm on board for. Um or that, or like Matt in love, like when he was in love with Heather, I was like all about that. <laughs> of, of course you were. See, my issue with this, like this scene right here, yeah, it's just so slow that it's it's done in a way where it's like, are you paying attention? <laughs> Feel it. Are you crying? Because I'm crying. Are you gonna cry? You well, know what I'm it's saying? Total tear bait. Are you kidding? I like, know, but it's like, just like it gets annoying when they do this all the time. I mean, whatever. What, what what the exchange that happens between Matt and Eric is fine. It's again delivery, delivery, Eric, delivery. Eric makes a meal out of his words. He's like, he's like, if I knew what I, if I knew what to say, I'd say it takes like 10 seconds pause i just it was a risk pause one that i wish i could take myself <laughs> like it's like really slow you're right you're so right i it takes like eight pauses in between his sentence and then every time as he's taking his time and his stupid dimple pops out i'm just like i just want to smack <laughs> him I'm, I'm i'm just mean about eric right now my favorite is like this moment that we've like stopped the clip on like after matt's like you know he just had his day off he's dying there's nothing anyone can do and like eric 
like turns to him like as a tear rolls down his cheek and like takes his head and like kisses his cheek like <laughs> like what are we doing it's so weird uh, <clears throat> yeah delivery but i don't know this steve stuff again when i think about it from like that meta perspective of like what are we doing from on this tv mm-hmm. show today like i don't get it like it doesn't make it really any sense like there's so many better ways to tell a story about a kid who's dying and wants a day off yeah no this just was weird about the parents weirdly and how they're acting and reacting to all of this Uh, i don't know i truly feel like this (laughs) i'm gonna make myself laugh because i was like (laughs) i was telling myself um how this episode really doesn't stick out and in my head, I was like, well, what episode really did, you know? Well, we can list a few. Yeah, we can list a few. But this is one that as we're talking about it, I don't feel emotionally invested or liked it much. Like, you would most likely have to remind me of scenes. That's how I feel about this episode. Well, the thing about this, epi- about this episode is like, there's two things. Like, literally, like, there's no nuance. There's no side. It's two things. It's Mom's Muffins and Matt and Steve. Like, that's what this episode is Say Mom's about. Muffins again. I'm going to keep saying it. Mom's, Mom's muffins. muffins are delicious. That's a show. Mom's Muffins. <laughs> that reminds me of SNL. What um, about it? I'm forgetting her name. Molly Shannon and... Um, oh, the Sweaty Balls? Dude. Best good of all They're time. They're the best. Especially even when... Um, they did one with a Betty White as they're oh, like, yeah. oh, God, yeah, yeah. that that shit was, was always funny. How they would speak into the show. Mm, it's very good, very moist. <laughs> what was the name of their show? It was like something talk, right? Yeah, like, I can't. It can't be. No, it was like it wasn't girl talk, but it was no, like, it definitely it was like wasn't something talk. You know, it's like welcome to talk. Yeah, today we have the world's foremost ball expert. <laughs> that one was a good skit that i looked forward to ladies i can't wait to get these balls in your mouths yeah or whatever he says it's so funny um yeah okay so that was the steve dying bit mm-hmm. of the episode um the other epi- bit of this episode is mama muffins <laughs> so okay here's what i want to talk about yes i don't want to go into the details of basically as the synopsis says, Annie runs herself ragged, doing all her regular house shit. Yeah. And also do, deciding to go into this muffin making And business. make 30 dozens. And she gets her first order. Mind you, this guy is shipping all the supplies to her. Mm-hmm. She has to do all the baking and supplying. It's a 30-day trial run. So yeah. every day for the next 30 days, she's committed to making 30 dozen muffins. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Fine. My problem, and then, and mind you, while she's deciding to do this, Lucy and Mary are like talking to Eric, like, hey, dad, like, you should really like encourage mom and like, like, kind of like foster an environment in which she can feel comfortable doing this because she needs this. Yeah. She needs to like spread her wings and like find a niche for herself. Because, yeah. Like, you know, she doesn't have a job really and blah, blah, blah. And they're being like, they're just, they're being bitches and like, full of themselves and whatever and clearly clueless about the world and and everything that their mom does for them but does Annie not realize that she's been manipulated into doing this like not not in the beginning that's what drives me crazy because she's usually on it no not just that but 
she's like, she's, every time they make a comment to her and every time Eric says something condescending on the advice of Lucy and Mary, she looks at them like, y'all are crazy. And then when Eric's like, I'll take, you know, I'll do the chores around the house if you want to do the baking stuff. And she's like, I can do it. I can do it. I took that like she knows exactly what this is going to go crazy. Like she knew exactly what she was taking on. But then cut to she has that scene where she blows up on Mary and Lucy. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, shit. So she didn't know what she was doing this whole time. Like she didn't realize that she was like manipulated into doing this. Yeah. Like when she got all the orders the first time. Yeah. And then, you know, they start playing that. I, I, don't, I can't remember the music anymore. Oh, like that crazy, like, cuckoo montage yeah, 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 music. Yeah. yeah. Her running around the house like, what did, what did she do? Laundry. She did all the laundry. She cleaned she the tub. She darned someone's shirt. Yeah. She, she did the cleaning. She fixed some shit. She went out. She did planting. She, I mean, she did it all. She does everything she always does. And then she sat down to make muffins. And I'm just like, and see, because I took it, like, I watched the whole thing happen from a perspective, like, she's trying to prove a point. She's trying to, like, show these motherfuckers in their condescending ways well, that yeah. she can do it all and that she is going to do it Because she all. looks at Eric and she's like, what, you don't think I can do it? You don't think I can figure it out? Like, the paperwork and the, the, the payments and I don't yeah. know what, you know? So I thought that, like, she, like you said, she's proving a point. Right. But then... But she's not, apparently... Because of the things that she says, which we'll play the clip. Yeah. It's a long one, though, so I kind of want to talk about it as much as we can before we get into it. But it's like, like, what? It just it threw me for a loop because I was like, oh shit, Annie! Like, you really didn't realize or, that you were or burning maybe, the candle at both ends. <laughs> like, well, maybe or I don't know. Or what if what if you think? That she knew she knew what she was getting into. She knows it's going to be crazy. She knows like. I think she still maybe was proving a point and then she just got fed up with it because it's it's not her in the end. It's their bullshit. Yeah. It's their bullshit. Like yeah. it's it's their perspective about their mom when she's just like you like where the hell are you getting this from? But that's the problem though. Like how did she not know that? Like you know what I, like I don't know if I'm saying it right or if I'm getting my point across properly like Everything that you just said, right, mm-hmm. about her idea, like, or her perspective after this, after she blows up. Yeah. A part of me, it feels like she knew that going in. It was going to be crazy, or? She knew that it was going to be crazy, but she was going to do it anyway, so that then she could turn around and go, see, motherfuckers? Yeah. But that's not it, though. Let's mm. just play the clip. Okay, then, okay. And then we'll, you know, I think okay. that might Refresh. clarify things. Yeah. It's a long one, guys. Two minutes cups of flour into each bowl and then cut one stick of butter into each mom we're happy to help really it's just don't you think you'd feel a lot better about this if you did it by yourself what is your sister talking about please (laughs) mom it's just that we are so proud of you you know i mean going to business by yourself it's just that we don't want you to think you can't do it alone Wait a minute. Now that I'm making muffins for sale, you're proud of me, but you weren't proud of me before? No, we didn't say that. Yeah, this is not a good time to be putting words in our mouths. Are you kidding? There wouldn't be room enough in there with all your feet. Did it ever occur to you that I already have a career? That being a mom to five kids and a minister's wife is a career all in itself? Did it? You know, I chose this for myself. 
This is what I love to do. I love being a mom and running this house. That's right, I love it. And it is a full-time, 24-hour-a-day job filled with every bit as much challenge and fulfillment as anything else out there. Plus, it has 10 times the variety. I get to be a bookkeeper, a banker, a nurse, a carpenter, a psychologist, a, a dog walker, a plumber, a, a handywoman, a cook, a maid. And I'm proud of it. I'm darn proud of it. Man, I can't believe that I let you two sucker me into thinking that I needed to be validated by a big corporation in order to be important. And a male-owned corporation at that. I mean, that's just really hysterical. You know, yeah, I, I've always had a fairly healthy sense of self-worth, and I let you two talk me into baking a bazillion muffins a day to prove it. Uh, this, uh, it's the funniest thing I've ever heard. Just, I must have been out of my mind. Don't get it. Keep working. Poor mom. She doesn't even know what career means. She just wasn't ready for this. Now tell me you don't want to beat those kids. I want to slap them both for that last remark. Like, upside the head. They, they just listened to Annie lose her mind for two minutes, and they came away with it like, poor mom. She doesn't even know what a career is. Bitch, please, do you? Yeah. <laughs> But <gasps> bitch, please. <laughs> but okay, I'm you're right. The, no, you're right. I'm right, right? Yeah, you're right. Because it starts off where you think, okay, she's playing them. She's trying to get them to be like, like catching on. Because remember, she's like, "What is your sister talking about?" Please, like, she's like, she's like egging them on. Yeah, and she like sucks her, sucks suckers them into helping her so that they can see how hard this is or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then she goes into the ten- like the, the spiral of like, I can't believe I let you guys manipulate me and I work so hard. And she starts like b- crying and laughing and like hysterical. And I'm just like, oh, shit. Oh, no, she didn't know. Yeah. Like this was not a purposeful like teach them a lesson thing. This I don't, was, I don't this know. This is Annie losing her shit. Yeah. Which is kind of sad. It makes me sad. Like. I, I started off the episode thinking, what a badass. She's going to prove a point. She's going to show all these motherfuckers what she can do. Mm-hmm. And then she loses it. And I'm just like, that's really sad. Well, maybe it's nice to show her being human and not super mom all the time. But I don't, I don't care about that. I want to be, I want to see her be super mom. But she was in the end when she goes, I don't need any of that shit to validate that's me. That's true. That's true. She and she said, "I have." She's like, "I thought I had a really healthy self-esteem." Yeah, like which she does. <laughs> and someone just clouded it for a moment there. Yeah, but that's that's the part that bugs me. It's like, why did I'm, somebody cloud it for you? Like, I don't understand that. Like, how how did these two dumbos cloud that for you? And seriously, you know? out of all people, those two idiots. Yeah. J- because the way that they're handling it. Like, it might be, it might have been interesting if maybe she was getting this, like, gossip talk from, like, other moms or other yeah. career women that she knows or whatever. Mm-hmm. But her own daughter is like, who, why, what? Yeah. I don't know, because I always wonder about that stuff. Like, it's so funny, because... Um, I don't know how you were raised, but I'm like, with my mom, when when she gave birth, obviously, like, to me, she stayed home. Tell us about that. No, I don't know. <laughs> but she, like, she, like, stayed home for about, 
I don't think more than six months. I think even less than that. Mm-hmm. And then she had to go back to work. Like, n- you have a choice, yes, that you can stay at home. But, like, literally, I don't think for my parents, the option of st- being a stay-at-home mom was really the best option for them. And, like, and, you know, Annie is so fortunate in that sense that, like, she had that opportunity. And right. she loves it. And that's what she wanted. Right. So why are you giving her shit for it, you little shits? You yeah, know? no, and, I mean, even beyond that, like, even beyond the fact that she chose this and she likes it and she's good yeah. at it and all that stuff, beyond all that, like, it's you who she's doing that for. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're not a stranger. Yeah. You are the direct beneficiaries of her being a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. So, like, you have no place to talk. Yeah. Like, get out of here with your bullshit. And I swear, I can I can hear, like, I've heard my mom say this many times. She's like, I kind of wish I had a lot of your firsts. Hmm. She says that. She's like, um, I wasn't able oh, to. Oh, you s- mean, like, to be there for a lot of Yeah, because she wasn't. Yeah. You know, which which sucks. And there was no iPhones where someone can record that right. and send that to you right away. Right. So there there was a lot of that. And I remember my mom saying that. And so, Aww. I mean, but that like, again, that's my, that's my mom's opinion. That's what my mom, no, of course. you know. And I mean, we're not, I'm not definitely coming from a place of like, this is how moms should be or whatever. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm talking straight like these facts of this episode, yeah. like putting, like taking for granted that this is who Annie is and. These are the choices and decisions she's made for herself and for her life. Like, I, I'm just, I'm weirdly disappointed that it turns out that she was manipulated. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, she was, because it's such a quick, it's like literally delete two of those sentences she says, and you can maintain the thing, the thread of like, she knew exactly what was going on and she played the girls in this scene. It would have been fun. And it would have that would have been great. Yeah. That would have been exactly who Annie, as we know her, has like is. Yeah. You know? And the girls might have learned, I don't know, maybe it's still funny that they never learned their math lesson. They don't. Whatever. Like and Lucy still funny. continues. It's awful and they're dumb, but I think it's like it's a it's a yeah. played for laughs. Like they're stupid, you know, fine. Like you know, uh when when was it? Um after, you know, she tells the guy, like, hey, I'm out of this contract, right. this 30-day thing, whatever. Uh, she walks back into the kitchen, and then Lucy is like, man, I just want to be rich and, like, have someone else do all this stuff, oh, like, God. all this crummy work. <sighs> and then she's like, oh, yeah, well, who would you hire? She goes, oh, you know, you heard her. She said she loves it. Mom, um, <laughs> you know, if she's not you old. she's not too old. old. Like, what? Like, they're so dumb. Like, I can't... And, but, and also, though... But, and then Annie's just like, I didn't raise you guys right. <laughs> well, no, but that's the problem, though. See, is like, okay, they're dumb and they're stupid in this episode or whatever. But is this who they really are? Because I don't feel like we've seen... Like, this isn't who these characters are. Mm-hmm. It's it's not... doesn't feel right. Yeah, for them know? to be so oblivious to... Yeah. Dude, you know what kind of house you've been living in. Seriously. And you know the work that it takes. Yeah, the I demand. Know. The demand is constant in that household. Yes. So for you to act like, oh, you know, what does she do? Is dumb. It's weird. Also, Bad why writing. is uh, Annie doing laundry when we know that each kid does their own laundry? <laughs> Dude, especially <laughs> when Simon. Yeah, especially when Simon has has to explain to Ruthie how to yeah, do her I laundry. Yeah, just have Simon do the laundry today. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, in my head, whenever I was watching, I was like. You you didn't need to do the bathtub. You could have made the muffins. Like you know, so you're, oh yeah, like, seriously. I like, was, did the bathtub need to be cleaned today? Like I was, <laughs> I, 
I was in my head. And then, and then whenever uh, Annie tells the girls, like, okay, get get you know, get working on the muffins. Right. Oh, and then um, do the laundry. Oh, fold the laundry, put it away, and then also get dinner ready. Right. I swear, I was coming up with a plan in my head of how could they get that going, and I was like, this doesn't matter. <laughs> Oh, but, and also don't forget in that montage of all the things Annie does, so she cooks a turkey. <laughs> oh, yeah, she did, yeah. She fucking cooks a turkey. Like, maybe don't cook the most time-intensive meal of your life the day you have to make 30 dozen muffins. But, like, they're showing, like, um, I guess you can say the demand, but also look how beautifully she makes things. I don't know how to explain I it. Think, so I it's think, like... and like. Yeah, like it's she like keeps it up, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like no matter how crazy it is, man, best meals. That turkey's got to be perfectly dressed. <laughs> and with the hot dogs, you know when. It, oh yeah, so Mary and Lucy feed the Simon kids, like, that little shithead. Is, but I like little Simon as a shithead. It's awesome because whenever he's, he's like, fun. "Mom never get, gave us hot dogs and chips considered a vegetable." <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. He goes, he goes. Mom would never consider chips a vegetable, would you, Mom? <laughs> like totally egging them on, like egging her on, like, yeah. "Would you, Mom?" And, and like, and she's like, just like, "No." <laughs> she just like winks at him. <laughs> So funny. She's like, I got the two little guys on my side. Yeah, and then of course she teaches Ruthie how to be oh my God, a businesswoman. Yeah, we didn't even get into that. So. I just like it from one businesswoman to another. Oh God! Again, Ruthie on her game in yeah. this episode. Mm-hmm. I really like seeing Ruthie have shit to do. Yes, I like when she's her own agent. You know, like she carries her own shit. So let's get into that. So Simon. Uh, we're introduced to Simon as like he's trying to sell greeting cards. Yeah, by um, like a pack. Yeah, like I, you know, greeting cards come in like a box or whatever. So it's 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 one of those things where like you send like you send the money in and you get like a prize from the company or whatever. So he's trying to sell these greeting cards so that he can get a doll like like an action figure of the tick. Yeah, and that he loves or whatever. So he's like trying to like any, any chance he gets, he's like trying to sell these boxes and he can't get it done. He can't get it done. Like at church, his dad won't let him do it. And then he like, we see him calling Mrs. Bank and like, she won't do it, whatever. And then Ruthie and Annie are talking. I would have loved to have seen Mrs. Bink say no. Oh, that would have been so much fun. Uh, bye. <laughs> <laughs> like her drug oh, self. I recycle my greedy cards. Yeah. <laughs> Um, which doesn't even make sense the way that Simon describes it. He's like, he's like, they send cards to her and she sends them back with their writing in them. Like, what are you even doing? This is bank. Like what? It doesn't make any sense, but whatever. Um, so Annie in the midst of her insane day has time to teach Ruthie about entrepreneurship. Yeah. (laughs) It's like awesome. And basically is like, I have an, you know, I have an idea. Why don't you buy the boxes from Simon? At the forty, at the doll, at the price that he needs to get his tick doll, and then you can sell each box for a dollar more, and then you get a little profit, mm-hmm. even after you give the money back or like you know whatever you make yeah. a profit. And then she goes, "All you need is somebody to loan you the forty bucks to yeah. start." And Ruthie's like, "Oh, like who can I get?" And then Annie's like, "I'll loan you the forty bucks, you know, mm-hmm. and then you'll still have your ten dollars or five dollar profit or whatever the fuck the profit ten dollar profit, yeah, yeah." So. Yeah, that's right. Ten boxes. Sorry, I wasn't thinking. Um, ten ten dollar profit, and so and Ruthie's like, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, you know, like I know I can sell. Simon can't sell. Whatever. Mm-hmm. So then this happened. I wanted to play this clip. It's so fucking cute. Someone sends her one. She sends it back. So how much for all ten boxes? 
Who wants to buy all ten boxes? I do. And what are you going to do with them? Sell them. No, thanks. I'm selling them. I'm going to get all ten points in the sales catalog and win that cool take-action figure. You still can. So you're going to buy them from me, sell them for me, and I'm still going to get the prize? Not exactly. I'm going to sell them for profits. For $5 a box. <laughs> Look, kid. I'm the only one in the family who's good with money. You can't be me. You have to be you. So why don't you just go and do something you're good at and stay out of the business world? You're good at savings and loanings, but everybody knows I'm the one who can sell. That's why everyone always picks me when they have to sell things for school. No, no, no. They take you because you're cute. They used to take me. Right. <laughs> so fucking cute. Right. Right. <laughs> Ruthie. They're so cute. So then, so then Ruthie kind of cheats a little bit. And oh yeah, dude, she's but she's smart. No, I love it. It's great. Yeah. Like, who cares? Obviously, but she gets Eric to buy a box. Yeah, and then she sells three boxes each to Mister Friel and the Colonel and Grandpa, like Annie's dad. <laughs> so there's your ten boxes done. No, she's a smart girl. She's a smart entrepreneur. But like, dude, I, I can't help but remember this crazy story of this girl scout that parked herself in front of a dispensary oh yeah in colorado and she made i think she sold out i I think how much did she make like i don't know i don't know the details like it was somewhere in the thousands yeah i'm not surprised but the thing is and she should have gotten her badge but i don't think they they gave it to her allow it to be sold at a dispensary it's like who cares where you sell that like can you just congratulate the girl for being super smart dude like enterprising yeah that's business for you who cares like who wouldn't like a girl scout cookie while they're high yeah <laughs> that's only when i want them no, i'm kidding <laughs> <That's cool. laughs> but, um, yeah so i'm all for it but, but what's great is the way that ruthie so so ruthie gets her dad to buy a box whatever and then when she's talking to mr freel yeah she's like do you want to buy a box of greeting cards they're five dollars a box or three for twenty yeah and the, like and Friel and Annie laugh like, oh, don't you mean like three for fifteen? Yeah. And, and Ruthie's like, no, I mean three for twenty. I'm trying to make a profit. <laughs> <laughs> Which he gives in. Yeah, yeah. He's like, all right. I mean, wouldn't you? She's five. Yeah, like, yeah. come on, it's because she's cute. And then so and so she does the same. So she's now she pays back Annie, and then she still has like sixty. Oh, bucks. but the best is I think whenever uh, she sells it to. Uh, to both grandpas. Yeah, yeah. And then she's like, I think that's cheating. In my head, I was like, dude, the girl's just smart. She just knows, she knows how to make where it work. To go. She's yeah. making it work. So then, of course, like the rest of the episode is spent with these kids, like waiting for their box to, like for the greeting mm-hmm. cards to come and for the action figure to come or whatever. And, um, and, the bo- like, I guess the greeting cards come before the take, like when the greeting cards come, I guess Simon's expecting his action figure to come with him, but they don't. Yeah, they don't. Which is obvious. It's like a scam. Like, yeah. he's never going to get that tick doll, mm-hmm. whatever, you know? Um, and he's, like, down in the dumps about it. And here, Ruthie is, like, rolling all this money, whatever. And her parents are, like, asking her, like, what are you going to do with this money, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, what else are you going to ask a kid about money? Like, what are you going to do with it? And she's and she doesn't tell. Like, she whispers it. We don't know what she's going to do, but yeah. it's, like, obvious. So at the end of the episode, she presents Simon with this, like, big ass like tick doll you know yeah. like way bigger than the six inch action figure he was gonna get from the scam anyway and he's like and he turns to his mom he's like there's a lesson here for for me isn't there yeah 
is really cute uh, and, yeah and then and then Ruthie's like I know the lesson <laughs> stick to doing what you do best <laughs> it's so funny how they have like um labeled Simon as like this like the banker or yeah, like yeah because yeah. even in um the previous episode the oh, way yeah, Mary's just line. like Mary's like well, if I'm going to have to bail you out, that only means I have to go talk to Simon. I'm like, oh, what is he, the bank? Like, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, or in that episode where yeah, Matt he, needs he, to like go to Philly. How much did he loan him? $86? $87. Yeah. yeah. And he goes, what? I save. He's like, what do I need to do? Yeah, He's seriously. Like, I, I save birthday money and allowance, and here you go. <laughs> I was like, good so kid. So funny. Yeah. So, I mean, that's his episode. I it's, still have some beer. Sorry. I do too a little bit. Um Yeah, I mean that's the episode really. I mean, it's like okay, so it's three things, not just two, but that's it. I mean, there's really no I'm trying to think much more to that, you know. It's not really working. Um, but yeah, I mean it was a fine episode. It's one of these episodes where it's just like okay, stuff happens. It's not bad, but, but it's not great. Yeah. That Steve stuff, the more I think about it, the more I'm angry about the Steve stuff. I, as it's should be. Sad. It's just really sad. Like, I don't even get it, you know? What is your message? I just said sad in such a way that reminded me of Drew Barrymore. It's just Barrymore. like sad. Did you see my face? My, I felt my face do Drew Barrymore face. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Like, I could feel it. Like, you know how she does that jaw tilt thing? Yes. That's what I felt my face doing as <laughs> I saw that. Jaw tilt. That's a very visual thing to talk about on a podcast anyway. But I think I'm sure anybody that knows Drew Barrymore can, can, <laughs> can get it now. It. Yeah. Are you watching Santa Clarita, Clarita no, Diet? No, no. I can't tell if I like it or not. Really? Like I'm done. Like I watched almost all of it. I saw like two episodes left or whatever. But I can't tell if I like it. I think Timothy Oliphant is the best thing about that show. Really? Yeah. I think. <laughs> I, I think. Tell. I can't tell. Anyway. I digress. That guy is like super tall. Yeah, I'm good looking. Oh, yeah, tall glass of water. That one. <laughs> I used to, cause you know how everyone says that, like he and Josh Duhamel, Duhamel. I don't know how to say his last name. Yeah, yeah, look alike. Like they're dude. They, but hold on, they, though. they are. And it's no, true. no, no. Hold on. Like I didn't think so, and then my mom pointed that out <laughs> one time. I'm like, what? She's I like, always used to confuse that. Really? I never did. But not my... anymore. Cause now, cause Oliphant has the gray, and that's obvious. Yeah. But they are, I mean, they're very similar looking, but what's funny is like a younger me would have gravitated more towards Demel. Demel, that's how you say it. Josh Demel. Uh, just because he seemed like younger and more virile and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I look at Oliphant now and I'm like, yeah, break me <laughs> off a piece of that. All right, Clueless. Is that where that's from? Break me off a piece of that. Yeah. Even though it's Kit Kat, but like they... No, I know. But where where is that in Clueless? I'm trying to rack my brain. Uh, th- oh, God. The fact that I can think of the scene. Um, of that, Joe. Where is that coming from? So they're sitting at a restaurant and they're... Um, and it's Ty complaining oh, about Elton. Isn't this the... Elton. Or Elton. Oh, as they say, Elton. Uh, but oh, she's like... Oh. It was the waiter. It was the waiter walking by, and then she goes, break me off a piece of that. Oh, that's right. That's right. Oh, R.I.P. That conversation was hilarious in that movie. Moving on. My favorite scene in that movie is when Ty comes to Shara's house to, like, burn all her Elton Elton stuff. stuff. (laughs) It's 
rolling with the homies and she's like this was our tape of our song you know that one it's like just the way that she's talking it's so great anyway um the yeah. insults were hilarious in that movie you're a virgin that can't drive i'm like what <laughs> that movie's so good <laughs> especially when she's trying to go out on a date and she's like Cher get in here <laughs> what you wearing a dress says who it looks like underwear go put something on she wears like the sheer jacket I'm like this bitch she, well she, he goes says and she goes Calvin Klein yeah, or whatever. yeah. <laughs> it's a dress says who Calvin Klein it looks like underwear oh my god and how he threatens um Christian yeah yeah no wait he goes I, I have he uh, he's, he's like I have a 35 and a shovel. I doubt anybody would miss you. <laughs> it's like my favorite part of the movie. I lose, I, let's watch that movie. Soon. Yes. That's a fun one. Yeah, it is fun. I was watching Sabrina because <laughs> I hate myself. <laughs> and um, Sabrina the Teenage Wish, that is not the classic Audrey Hepburn movie. Um, and Donald Faison? Faison? Uh-huh. The guy that plays Murray in Clueless. Yeah. Or, and also in Scrubs, all that, whatever. Um, he has like a two or three episode arc in Sabrina mm-hmm. where he's like really young because it's like 97 or whatever. Yeah. So like around the time that Clueless came out and he like looks good. And I'm like, damn, like guy's fine, you know? Anyway, like, it's funny because I don't think about him that way now. But, but he's I always... look at him as like a 20 year old or whatever and I was like, he's kind of cute. He's he's always been a cute... I, I mean, to me, I've always thought of him as like this cutie and he, he was good at comedy. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's still is like, is he still around is he doing anything now after scrubs yeah he must be right i, I can't I, think of anything he's i done. think he ha- dude i don't know Pro- i know he has i'm just forgetting yeah yeah who did you relate to in this episode mm. i think that was me trying to say nobody <laughs> i know i heard it and i'm like <laughs> no <laughs> um Yeah, nothing, nobody. Can't think of anything either. Yeah, it didn't. This didn't do anything for me. Uh, I like. I'm trying to like. I'm reaching for like some sort of Simon or Ruthie correlation, but I I can't find it. I God, I mean, I know that I've taken my parents for granted, a la Lucy and Mary. I don't think I've ever been that clueless about everything, though, (laughs) the way that they are, like, and oblivious to the amount of work and stuff that they do and the effort that it takes to be parents and stuff yeah so i don't know about that but yeah it's hard to find anything to really grasp onto in this episode in terms of relating to a character certainly never been in matt's shoes um i don't know dude i just remember both my parents working extremely hard i because and the reason why I say this is because there have been days where I notice, like, I would remember when my mom would get out of bed because I would wake up to that. Or I would wake up to my dad leaving super early or not being home some nights because of work, like having to travel for it or whatever, or leaving the house around like 4.30, 4 in the morning. Yeah. So it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't know, like, you can't be this obtuse. Yeah, no. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't make sense. It's really kind of hard to believe. And when the the more I think about it, the I, 
it's no longer funny. Like, cause do you not live with your parents? Do you not know? I know. I know. It's, it's kind of weird. The whole thing is weird though. Yeah. You know, like even with the whole anything, how she doesn't realize it until the end. It's like, it's all kind of weird and like sloppy, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Foully rate. Just give it like a three. That's what you're going to give it. Uh, okay. No, I mean, I'm not, I'm not being like, I, that's what you're going to give it. I'm just asking. <laughs> Uh, a five five so i'm gonna be honest here with our listeners because i think it's hilarious i get i wrote down that i give this episode an eight. Oh, really because it just goes to show how much how much i was affected by that last scene which is the eric and matt um, scene i think because in talking about it now, I'm like, that's ridiculously high for this episode. <laughs> like, this is a five at best. Um, and so my gut tells me to give it a five, but I will say that originally this was an eight for me somehow. Okay. So take that for what it's worth. <laughs> five it is. Right. Um, I think we did it. Did we? I feel like this was a no, good yeah, episode, no, it but, was, but it, we did it. I mean, we covered everything. I don't have any other stray observations or anything. No, there was a lot of dialogue in this episode. True, there was. True. There was a lot of conversation, but there was a whole action. lot of nothing. Yeah, very little action and like yeah. thought and stuff. More to your point, like stuff. Like I can see your lips moving, but all I hear is blah 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 blah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just that. Well, um. You guys know what to do. Rate, follow us in all the places. Like us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Send us an email at show at gmail.com. Who knows? If we like it enough, we might invite you on the show. <laughs> um, um, and don't forget to subscribe and rate us on iTunes. It only takes like two seconds of your time, but it really, really helps us out. So we'd really appreciate it. Please. Thank you. And uh, yeah, till next time. Bye. Ciao.